Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Now we have to f***ing talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcast. A country famous for some 41 maple syrup. Brian Adams. Uh, Mounties. The 1990s afternoon drama sitcom Due South. Being French, but also kind of American. Celine Dion. Uh, the cold. Um, uh, Tim Hortons. Is that, a, is that Canadian? That's like their Greg's. Uh, hi, I'm Josh Weller. And my name's Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. I'm just going to say it. That was a very good race. Well, yeah. It was a good weekend. It's all I need from F1. I need some rain. I need some cars sliding about. I need someone to put it in the wall to bring out the safety car. Put it in the wall, put it in the wall. Put it in the, put it in, put it in the wall when you're driving your car. Your name's Logan Sargent, driving a far. Every time you take the car up for a race, you gotta put it in the wall. Put it in the wall. He did a, um, Logan Sargent did the Lord's work this weekend. Yeah, that was good of him. I pray every week for, um, for Logan, Logan Sargent Latifi'd this weekend. He did, and we can only hope that he goes on to drive Another it into the sport. wall. <laughs> <laughs> that he goes on to make it his own. Yeah. We, one day we'll see a uh, rookie who's in far over his head. Yeah. And we'll call it sergeanting. We, we've come. 
we've come so far from the rookie, the the Hamilton Alonso rookie relationship where you go, oh my God, there's a rookie who's going to challenge for first place. Now the rookie is there solely to crash. Well, we need, there just has to be a crash dummy. Yeah. There has to be one bloke on the circuit who is the crash dummy. Yeah. And and it, and now we need it to be Sergeant. It Not, needs to be whoever is an Alban or Russell yes. at Williams, basically. And you don't mean the 1990s pop group crash test dummies who were Canadian. Oh, wow. There we go. Once there was this driver who got into an accident and couldn't finish the race. But when he finally came back, his hair had turned from black into bright white. You've, uh... You've gone beyond the limitations of my musical he knowledge. Couldn't quite explain it. You know that song. It no, always no, just been there. Mm, mm, mm. You don't know that song? No, I don't know. That the song. Crash Test Dummies. No, no, I know. I mean, like, I've, given the context of everything, I knew exactly who you. I just never heard a song by them. They covered XTC's "The Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead" in Dumb and Dumber. You don't remember it? Well, I'm sure that if I heard that, I would remember it. Um, I thought. This was a very fun race, apart from the winner. Even the commentators mentioned, God, imagine if Max wasn't here. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that you're very keen to impress upon us the idea that we want a, we want something to enjoy. Yeah. The onus is on us to try and find the best in what is going on. Other people, they can be a little bit more cynical about the race. We have to try and find the love, the enjoyment, because it's going to be very wearing for both us and the listener if we go every single week, this was a bit gash. Yeah. Here- However, the same winner every single week is stealing something from me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I can't quite let go of it. It's sucking my will to live. It really um, is. Here are three things I didn't see in this race. And you tell me which one is weird considering it's Formula One, okay? I didn't see Superman fly over the track, mm-hmm. land and save a child. Okay. I didn't see a pig flying. No. And I didn't see Max Verstappen. Those are three. I didn't e- They didn't cut to him once. You text me during the race saying, I just saw Max Verstappen in the pit stop for a second. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was nice to see what he was up to because basically the producers of the race uh, will essentially have gone, okay, well, what we need to do is we need to just cut to Max Verstappen in the pit stop just in case somebody, like he runs over somebody or uh, it takes 98 seconds to get the wheel on for some reason. There's some sort of something happening. In the one in a hundred chance that something happens that means that Max Verstappen does the race. The only thing we know for sure is that it's not going to be Max Verstappen's fault. Yes. So let's go to the five seconds in every race. <laughs> where it's someone else's. Where it can be somebody else's fault. <laughs> if even the pit stops were flawless as well. They, he, they, they, Red Bull are just... Second pit stop took half a second too long. So he came out with only 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> when he did that first pit stop, I remember looking going, oh my, how is he 25 seconds ahead and he didn't push. He won by about six seconds or something, but he he was not trying. Max Verstappen, in every single race, in his pit stops, has time, every single pit stop, to ask one of the mechanics, 
Can I have a fruit pastel? Yeah, 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 exactly. He could ask for a fruit pastel at every single pit stop, eat the fruit pastel, <laughs> not go again until he swallowed the Suck fruit the pastel. Suck the bit out of, they got stuck Get in his tooth. Shall I go mm. a little bit? Oh, I got a bit of my tooth oh. oh, shall I go? Shall I go? I'll go. Okay, I'll give it a minute. All right, okay. Can someone just read me out my horoscope before I, <laughs> before, yeah, yeah, the long one. Do the long one. Yeah, click on the hyperlink and get to the long horoscope. <laughs> Um, they, they've also got rid of this, the Wall of Champions sign. Have you noticed? Um, I didn't notice that. I feel like it's for a good reason, which is that they're tempting fate. Because when someone dies, <laughs> it, hitting something that is has a, a sign on it saying Wall of Champions, I think it's tempting fate and will get F1 in a lot of trouble. Especially if the person who dies isn't... Like, if it's... If the person who crashes into the wall is Gasly... It's like, uh, wall, it'll have, I'll have to rename it Wall of Champions and Gasly. Yeah, it was Schumacher, Damon, Jacques Villeneuve, Jensen Button, Sebastian Vettel and Carlos Sainz. So it's not, maybe that's when they stop calling it the Wall of Champions. F2 so, Champions? It's just, this is the fucking wall that bad, the that wall. people who, with a bad team hit. What's that? This is the wall. And what was all the, can, can we just talk about the Villeneuve helmet drama i love to talk about drivers helmets helmet not helmut not helmut because you've got to be specific in formula one don't you yeah you've got to get your helmets and your helmets yes. not mixed up and even though helmut can be a bit of a helmet sometimes and to be honest with you i would rather drive with a helmet than a helmet yeah because i'm more likely to win with a helmet <laughs> yes. than the met <laughs> if someone went right you can have the red bull seat Dr. Helmut Marco is there, yeah. but every week you have to drive just wearing a bandana. Mm -hmm. I'd take the risk. Yeah, like the karate kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he could be like Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. He is the Mr. Miyagi of Red Bull, isn't he? Yeah. But instead of wax on, wax off, it's I'll punch Max you. Max on, max off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the, uh, the, the, you know, I didn't see in the grid walk. Anyone? Any Canadians. Can we please give Martin Brundle some fodder? On the grid walks, because he is, he's making the best of a bad situation this year. He goes out every week for the people, I don't know if you're watching abroad, whether you get Martin Brundle's grid walk, but he's done it for like 30 years. And he walks up and down the grid before the race and talks to the famous people or the whatevers. And he has had no one for two races now. And I can't figure out, if, does Canada just hate Formula One that no, no Canadians wanted to go? Not even Derek Wibley from Sum 41. Not even Derek Wibblet. Not even Derek Wibblet, who, incidentally, In Too Deep is my uh, song of the race, because okay. I think Checo is now In Too Deep. Okay, And great. he's trying to keep up above in his head, instead of going under again. Okay, yeah, that's really nice. Best four-bar guitar solo in pop music, in my opinion. Yeah, me too. Derek, is his name Dave Brown Sound? I don't know. Um, I wouldn't like to comment. I, he had Gordon Ramsay, and that was it. Gordon Ramsay, I think, would make a great team principal. Gordon Ramsay was the only famous person in Canada. <laughs> you finish 14th again, get your head in the fucking game. <laughs> who Stop was fucking about. Who was he with? Who was he there with? Did he say which team he was with? Um, No. Do you think they get nervous when uh, Gordon Ramsay walks through their little paddock and eats the food, the finger food, before the races? What the fuck is this? The Bellini's dry. <laughs> Get your head in a fucking game. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the national anthem. The girl um, Alice Moffat sang it. 
Oh, Canada, something, something else. I don't know the rest. That's it. The only one I really know now, which is one thing of knowledge I think every F1 fan has gained in the last three years, is we all know the Dutch national anthem now. Because I hear it every week. <laughs> I actually have to na, confess na, that I switch off na, before na, the Dutch na, 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 na. That one. Mm-mm. Every week he stands there. I don't need to see that. They need to upgrade the podium. We need to upgrade what the drivers do when they're up there. Because listening to the song, they should just get to pick a song every week. Mm. Wouldn't that be better? What would be your song? Um, if I want, if I was on the podium, mm-hmm. um, I'd start with something obvious. Mm-hmm. You're the best around. Nothing ever gonna bring you down. You're the best. Boom. Boom around and then as it as i started winning more and more i'd pick slightly rogue like the beach boys i just wasn't made for these times so everyone would go oh what's going on with him in his life mm-hmm, that's really nice <laughs> yeah 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 um i would if i race for red bull i would pick the uh imperial march every every week okay yeah i think if you're sergio you might pick like well you can't tell by the way i use my walk i'm a woman's man that's that would have been Monaco. <laughs> he is, and then then for like the the, the race next uh, that he won, it would have been like the end of the innocence, Don Henley. <laughs> um, New York Minute is Checo's song because his career has completely changed. In a New York Minute, ooh, everything can change. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Don Henley. I'd really recommend. He's one of the good drummer slash lead singers in pop music. He isn't is, he? yeah. Him and Phil Collins are the two best. If you want to learn more about that, you can go and see Josh Weller's show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Age Against the Machine. Age Against the Machine. Coming to the Edinburgh Festival this August. Going to. Which is I extensive information about the career of Phil Collins. Yeah. In yeah. the show. What, what I don't know about Phil Collins having seen the previews is nobody's business. Exactly. Um, also, 50 years of the safety car. The first race with the safety car was 50 years ago in Canada. Bert Mylander. Um, I would like to, in the next season of Drive to Survive, Netflix, if you're listening, which I know you are, I would like an episode. I don't need to see what DeVries does. I don't need to see what Piastri does. I want to see what Bert Mylander does on his weeks off. And mm. frankly, we should ask him to write into the show. Do as we know well. the. Yes. We really should. Do we know the nationality of Bert Mylander? Yeah, he's some kind of like Dutch, German, Austrian, something. Central European. One of those places. He's, he's from a Central he has European that, he country. Talks, you know, he has a, that kind of accent. You're like, okay, I, th- I think I know. I think you guys are increasingly right wing and you like. Uh, cannabis and prostitutes in your country, but I'm not entirely sure. Sounds like Dutch, doesn't it? I th- um, think that uh, with the 50 years of safety car coming in, I think we should get one race where they all have to drive an old safety car. It's mm, a nice idea. Because throughout the course of the safety car, we've had them all. We've had the the Lamborghini Countach, which was my, f- or Countach, however you say it, was my favourite safety car. That badass 80s looking Lamborghini. Now they have the um, uh, Aston Martin. Is it called the Vanguard or the Vantage, whatever it's called? Mm-hmm. But I do. There was a time where they the safety car in the early nineties was just like a Ford Mondeo. <laughs> yeah, but you can sort of waggle. You know how police cars, like if somebody waggles about and turns off the speed limiter, they can go as fast as 
like a, a Ferrari or whatever, uh, or, or, or faster in Formula One terms. Uh, maybe that's what the I kind of quite like. You know, boy racers. Boy racers just have Ford Mondeos, but they they wiggle they them about them a little up, bit. Don't they? Yeah, they have the little Ford red Mondeo. button exactly. For yeah, NAS, yeah. NOS, not the rapper. Um, I think that they should do one like sort of like the Monaco Heritage Race, where all the drivers have to do the safety car. Yeah. I well, Monaco d- should just be a heritage race. Yeah, and they can pick their favourite safety car. Uh huh. That's a nice idea. Right, and that, and I, I think it would be confusing because they'd all the front one would, they probably all get confused and go, oh, it is a safety car mm. that I'm following. Well, no, Bert Mylander would be driving a. Uh... He should get a Formula One car. Well, no, he should get a Fiat Panda. Yeah, in, in for that race, I'd like, I'd like to see Bert Mylander in an F1 car just once. Well, he was a Formula One driver. Yeah, but I'd like to see him driving round. He's German as well. He's German. Oh, okay. Um, I'd like to see him once just stuck behind a safety car, getting them being like, "Can you? Oh, I, I see what you mean. I, they, <laughs> this I is am really going. annoying. Yeah, this is slow actually. Because <laughs> he has to factor in the safety, the rain, the stopping distance, all of that stuff. How like how many laps they can go because they want to get the race restarted. So sometimes they'll say to him as discussed on the Formula One podcast this week, that, you know, they'll go, okay, we need nine laps to clear this up. And all the drivers are like, let's fucking go. What in this race was happening? Because nobody, like, spilled their bits everywhere, did they? George Russell went into a wall. And we didn't see it. His wheel was still on when he got into the pit. He carried on for a little while until they went, I'm sorry. But. I think he had a right side brake failure as a result of the crash. So they were like, he might die. I know, but what bits and pieces did he leave on the track um, that meant that there, because the safety lap, it wasn't a short one. It was like, it, it was lap 11 till 15 or something yeah. like that. It, it lasted quite some it ha- time. Yeah, it definitely happened for a while, didn't it? Yeah. Was it virtual safety car or did they bring out Bert? Virtual safety, safety car is what we're living in. in. Ding ding! Well, I don't know that you crashed into the wall. Uh, it was a full safety car. Yeah, which is why they all pitted uh, so enthusiastically. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they 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 pitted very enthusiastically, and then Lewis. I'm quite confused how Lewis didn't get that unsafe release penalty. My the logic to me di- dictates that because Alonso overtook him and Lewis couldn't catch him, they were like, "Fuck it." Let's just, it's more fun for the viewers if we don't give Lewis a five second penalty. But he was also more than five seconds ahead of whoever was in. Fernando Alonso. No, Hamilton was third behind Fernando Alonso. No, he overtook Alonso, and, um, didn't he? And then uh, he, uh, by the third corner, Lewis was, first corner, Lewis was in second. And then during the safety car, Lewis came out in front of Alonso, but then Alonso overtook him later on. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, but what I mean is there's no point in giving. Lewis a five second penalty because he was that far ahead of Charles oh, that it wouldn't have made any yeah. difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. And also there was four penalties before the race this week. What were they all for? Yuki Sonoda impeding Nico Hulkenberg for um not fa- for failing to slow down during the red flag. So he sped past um because Carlos crashed during a very wet FP, didn't he? And he turned his car. It was like a transformer thing where the car folds up. He sort of hit the car on the front and the back and he turned it into a, a perfect Monaco race car. <laughs> <laughs> he just made it the perfect size for a street circuit. 
Yeah. Which I, it got me thinking. I actually tweeted this, that if Carlos Sainz, if Carlos Sainz really wants to just kill his car every week, he should just leave the car in a safari and wait for his cousin slash agent to shoot, to shoot the car. I think if we're going to have this many street circuits, I mean, that's funny, but I also had oh, a serious you. point. Thank you, Alfie. Sorry, I, I, was just, I was just in my own... No, no, no. Tell me the serious point. World. That's what we're here for. Uh, well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, to have The teams have to develop two cars. Mm-hmm. A street car. Yes, yes. And a normal car. Yes, like so that, like American football, you have your offense and your defense. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's such a good idea. So then the, the chances of Red Bull creating a car that is that dominant in two forms yeah. of and that way you could focus on one to suit your drivers well. We're going to put more energy into our street circuit because we've got Sergio who's a good street driver whatever. He's king of the streets. He's we yeah, I mean Mm-hmm. Not not for any driving. He's king of the streets reason. in Amsterdam, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that they that would be so good if they have had an offensive and a defensive car. Well, I thank you very much. I, I was nervous when we put that's so much pressure so on the brilliant. serious point, but that's now you're brilliant. You're, you're so enthusiastic about because it. Because really... think about that, Max, because he because he's so far ahead, he has to take the defensive car out. And that's a little bit slower, like yeah. uh, like Bowser in Mario Kart. <laughs> like it's got more downforce, but yeah. you're not getting the exit speeds yeah, yeah. quite in the same way. And then if a bunch of people overtake him, he has to pit and get in the offensive car. What was your favourite uh, Mario Kart racer to drive with? Um, I always liked Princess Peach. Did you? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. She wow. was, uh, I fancied her a lot. Yeah, but for driving, I don't think she was particularly fast. No, she, it was, she was it like was, a yeah, it was, pre-Bowser. Yeah, it was very hard to get an insurance premium for uh, Princess Bowser, given the track record of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sheila, uh, Sheila's wheels. Was, yeah. um, <laughs> um, Sonoda impeding penalty, Hulkenberg in, uh, red flag penalty, Stroll impeding penalty, and Signs the classic impeding penalty. Four penalties before the race. I like Stroll's race because, I mean, we'll get to him in our race review but i would say that i think we were right in our prediction of 12th he qualified 13th and finished 9th so if it split the difference he's basically 12th do you have a sponsor of the week and an inappropriate sponsor of the week so the sponsorship of an actual sponsor that you saw i have one mm-hmm. paramount plus oh yeah because the phrases on it and and all the new Star Treks as well. Okay, and uh, Yellow Jackets. And Yellow Jackets, which has the longest intro. Mm, it's too long. It's too long. The They're theme... saving themselves some writing time. Yeah, it's the theme tune is, it's like they watched Succession and went, okay, well, let's just do a two minute theme tune. It's like the writer's guild strikes. All right, if we're going to pay you a fair amount, yeah. then we're going to have to make the credits long enough that we reduce your working time on the actual episode. I'll make so, this. To save money, we'll have a 15 minute yeah. intro song. <laughs> I'll make this very quick because I know people don't care. But um, uh, the girl who wrote uh, the theme tune to Yellow Jackets is the daughter of Lenny Warrenker, who produced all of Randy Newman's good albums. It's a great little fact. That's a great little tidbit. Nothing to do with F1. However, they are my sponsor of the week because they're just everywhere in F1 at the minute. And frankly, they have no place there. It should should be like an energy drink or something like that. Um, 
But I have my inappropriate sponsor of the week. What's your inappropriate sponsor? Inappropriate sponsor of the week. Stressballsuk.com. Are you feeling the stress of office life? Is it all getting to you a little bit much? Are you choking under the pressure of your first driver, Max Verstappen? Is your name Sergio Perez? You need stressballsuk.com. Everything. And you can get everything there. It's not. It's called stressballs.co.uk, but you can get more if... uh, if a stress ball isn't your thing, you can get those little bits of sort of plasticky rubber where there's a sort of a, a little cup and you push the cup um, out and then push all of them out without disrupting the others so they don't snap back. And then you snap them all back and they make a sound like your knuckles cracking. Oh, yeah. They've got fidget spinners. Oh, yeah. So fidget spinners and then you tilt your wrist either way when it's spinning and it's sort of uh, there's a... Uh, a g-force type quality to the movement of it that can be quite soothing for you if indeed you know you have marital problems and you're not as fast as your teammate uh, colleague if you okay okay hypothetical question you're sergio perez you've just been given a sponsorship by Mm stressballsuk.com right what are your two stress balls are you going to choose are you going to choose the head of max and jos verstappen Mm -hmm. to squeeze or two stress balls shaped like your own balls because um, it would stop him well, split, gallivanting around the, split the streets the of Monaco. Max's balls. Max's balls. Max's balls. Joss Verstappen's neck. <laughs> Stress necks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where, I you think, just like, strangle you, it. You wring it like a sponge that you're trying to get excess water out of. Yes. And, that's, and it snaps back into place because he does have a big meaty neck I mean and it's a Joss Verstappen's neck is a neck that could feed a family of three I think yeah I wouldn't want to fight not I wouldn't want to fight Joss Verstappen but even if it was just if someone went okay you can just fight Joss Verstappen's neck mm. I still wouldn't want to do it yeah he could beat you up only using his neck <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that uh, Checo's season is over I'd go further than that Josh I think <laughs> <laughs> I think Sergio Perez's life is over. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's the meanest thing you've ever said. I just don't. Well, it's he's had his moment mm-hmm. to try and make, try and uh, accede to the summit of the sport, and he has been thwarted at the final hurdle, mm-hmm. and now he has to reconcile himself to the fact that things aren't going to be exactly the way. And it will be years before he can reflect on his career and go, so few people get, you know, eight race wins or whatever it is. I was a I was a Formula One race winner. So few people are a Formula One race winner. What? I'm happy with that. And right now he'll just go, I will never win a world championship unless something incredibly bad happens to Max Verstappen. Yeah. And even then, Sergio Perez has got a hope that they don't then replace Max Verstappen with a better driver than Sergio Perez, which you have to imagine they would. If they put, if 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 Verstappen had a shock retirement yeah. at the end of the year, if he does a Nico Rosberg, mm-hmm. and he's like, I just want to game, hang out with my uh, girlfriend who looks like me and her kid. I think Max Verstappen might go. Look, I'm joining. I'm I'm going to go and join Alfa Romeo because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bored of not overtaking anyone. <laughs> I just like I got into this sport because I liked overtaking people. I didn't I could just go for a drive it and get the same sensation of what's going on right now. This is shit. He 
Uh, at the end of the race, he said, oh, I nearly, no nearly knocked myself out on those curbs there. The right and left, uh, halfway through the circuit, he said he he hit the curbs really hard. And he just went, yeah, I nearly knocked myself out on the curbs. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed. That's how relaxed he is. It's, we should all be so lucky as to be as zen-like as Max Verstappen. He doesn't yeah. even see. There's a bit in Ted Lasso where the footballer goes, wow, I don't want to be anyone else. And Ted Lasso goes, I don't think you realize how mentally healthy that is. He is that footballer from the Apple whatever show, Ted Lasso. I've never seen Yeah, that. i just seen no, that one. Nor, nor will I it's not for it. me. I call Ted Lasso positivity porn. Because mm, yeah. it just makes you feel good. Yeah, it's like the West Wing, but with football. Yeah, unlike the Formula One season now, which makes me feel mostly bad. Um, but... I, Max is just in this zen-like state. He's untouchable. But he's experiencing what Milan Kundera calls the unbearable lightness of being. Mm -hmm. So there's no, with no resistance in his life comes a sense of emptiness. Do you think he feels empty? I think he misses overtaking people. Yeah, it would, he's long, that's why I think he just kept a six second gap. He was just, had one foot on the brake and was like, fuck, come on guys. Come on. I'm giving you six <laughs> seconds. That's nothing. Attack me. Can some, come and get me, come and get me. That's what he should do. He should just slow down. Around lap 25, there should be the, uh, like a leader's penalty, mm. where if you exceed a six second gap, you have to slow down for five and a half seconds. Yeah. Like when the kids at school who are really good at cricket have to like, just be out. At 30. <laughs> yeah. You're scoring too many runs. You have to leave. Bye-bye. Uh, can we quickly discuss um, uh, Villeneuve's helmet? We nearly got into it earlier. We did nearly got into it, but we got distracted. So um, I'm all for um, George's sweaty helmet. Mm -hmm. And this week we had Charles's naughty helmet. Mm -hmm. um, I love the helmet. Mm. Um, but, um, uh, Red Bull's old helmet. Red Bull's old helmet. Yeah, which Seb is about to do as well. Seb's getting back in his, uh, his championship winning Red Bull. He's about to go to the Nürburgring with Danny. This is how good the Red Bull is. That even retired drivers are like, can I just get... Can I have a go? Can I get back in my... I want to get back in my Red Bull. Um, uh, Jacques uh, Villeneuve... Sorry, Gilles Villeneuve was, had a tribute paid to him by Charles Leclerc, who wore his a design of his helmet. Yeah. And the Villeneuve family got really upset because they said he didn't phone to ask us permission but it's just a tribute. I don't know what the big deal is. You've got to believe me. And I wish I was there. It's not a matter of opinion. Good God. What's that? Uh, it's tribute by Tenacious D. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can understand. It's, sort like of, like, it, it's just, if, it, if they were doing a tribute to my dad, I would find it very bizarre because he has nothing to do with Formula One. And he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, great. But if he did and he was dead, then I would go, oh, that's nice that right? they've done that. But I think some people can feel a little bit like um, protective of their grief and they want to go, no, I, I'd give tribute to daddy, not you. Do you think You're maybe not. they just didn't have tickets? Yeah, maybe they wanted Charles to go, you know, hey, Villeneuve family, come and hang out with me. I'm going to tribute your dad. Had he excavated the body of Gilles Villeneuve and, well, and tied it to the front of the car? I would have had a big problem with that. <laughs> then I think it would have warranted a phone call. I would have had a, yeah, or if not more. If yeah. not more, like, I, would have, I, would have, I would have addressed it face to face. I would have, I would have, I tell you what, and I'm not an aggressive person, but I would have walked straight up to Charles and said, hey, Charles, I don't think that's on. That's not on. <laughs> Take him off. Take him off the front of your car. <laughs> Take him off. Okay. First, I mean, <laughs> moving beyond 
how I feel about this emotionally as the far as the son of the uh, corpse that you've exhumed. <laughs> God damn it! We're going to get a call from the Filner family now, aren't we? Yeah, they're very big fans. <laughs> yeah, the the biggest fans of our podcast reside in uh, in the, in the French part of Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And are all members and extended family uh, of the Villeneuve. I just think it was a sweet little thing that he did, and he got in unnecessary hot water for it. Yeah, why? Well, I d- I don't know. I don't know. I, I, people's they were being saps, which is apt for Canadians. People and their um, sensitivities. Uh, should we take a short break for? Oh, by the way, um, there are, I've noticed that we have quite a lot of adverts at the front of the show mm. now. Have yeah, you noticed do. that? I listened to it to see what the I don't know how to stop like. it. Because the listener, you might be enjoying our 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 sound. You might have imp- you might have noticed the improvement in the quality of our sound. Yes, we've invested in ourselves. Given we've all got the money you've been throwing our way with the adverts that you have or have not been listening to. Yes, thank but, you for listening to the adverts. Because we've now the got these awesome microphones and an awesome audio interface. But we're I, really really happy about it. I can just say, just you know, just fast forward the adverts. I don't think we get paid if Less. they skip. Do we get paid if they skip the adverts? I don't know. There's only one way to find out. Yeah, okay. We'll be back in a sec. Back in a sec. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome back to Dirty Air. Let's review the Formula One Pirelli Grand Prix de Canada 2023. Oh, that's nice that Pirelli get a, a shout out. Yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's a, it's a good uh, sponsor that honours... Uh, Formula One uh, and its traditions in the appropriate way, I think. I think they said, that, I, I I must have got this wrong, but I think Pirelli said that they use 40,000 tyres over a season. I'd keep quiet about that sort of thing if I were Pirelli. <laughs> like, that's embarrassing. There's way too many tyres. It's too many. <laughs> you should get one set for the season. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Then, you, then you'd be managing your tyres. Again, in a way to even out what happens in Formula One, the winner of the race should have to start the next race on the same tyres. See, we're coming up with great ideas this week. We really are. Uh, in 10th place in the Formula One Drivers' Championship, that we've had a bit of a switcheroo we this We have. Week. It's very exciting to see these at the back of the pack. I know. It's very... I, in my head, Alpha Tauri are a midfield team. Yeah. And but I right guess now we've ta- got Red Bull bookends, don't we? Yeah, I think if you take in F2 and F3 into the <laughs> into account as well, they are still a midfield team. But um, uh, bringing up the rear, mm-hmm. Yuki Sonoda in 14th and De Vries in 18th, both out of the points this week. Yuki getting a, a, a penalty for the two weeks in a row. 
um, and really uh, chunking the season um, at the back. A lot of goodwill towards young, lovely Yuki, less towards Nick DeVries, um, but a kind of nothing races for both of them. Nothing races for both of them. And DeVries, I think the his confidence at the moment will see his his career sort of feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy at the moment. The more down on himself he gets, the more irrelevant he becomes mm -hmm. and the more keen to replace him uh, Emperor Palpatine will be. Do you think that DeVries is going to be out at the end of the season and they'll put Mick in there? They can't, uh, I mean, they won't put Mick in there because it's a, it's a Red Bull team. Yeah, well, and I mean, they, they, they can just, why keep a 27-year-old who's languishing at the back of the pack constantly? I don't think 27 is old. I don't think it's old, but I don't think it's like, why in, you don't have a, a, a burgeoning and raw potential that will grow into something greater. You're much better off getting an exciting young driver in there mm -hmm. and developing them. 27 isn't old, but it is an ex there's an extent to which at the age of 27, in sport terms anyway, you will have reached the maximum level of your potential. Yeah. Do you not think? So therefore you get some young buck in who you can make malleable to your whims as a, 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 a grow within the Red Bull family unit. Yeah, at 27, I'd already been dropped by Universal Records for, for, four, for four years. years. <laughs> so, as you'll see in my show, Age Against the Machine, coming to the Edinburgh Festival this August. Um, yeah, I, I. another thing, I've never really heard, and this might just be for our British listeners, I don't know what commentary you get, but Ted Kravitz was very angry during the majority of the race. Yeah. And we'll get to why. But I've never heard him that pissed off. Even the commentators were like, all right, Ted, calm down. Can you just calm down? Mm. It's like he knows that Lando Norris is his uh, illegitimate son from a, <laughs> from a tawdry affair of 20 years ago. Leave Lando alone. He's one of the <laughs> nicest boys on the paddock. When Nick DeVries was 14. Um uh, mm. <laughs> uh, Williams in ninth. Uh, this is the, this is the old switcheroo because Albon, who was the Formula One driver of the day, he's not the dirty air driver of the day, in my opinion. No, he's not. Uh, finishing in seventh, and um, Logan Sargent gave us a Latifi. Thank you, thank you, Logan. Thank you, Logan. For your your you fulfilled your role this week. Thank you, Logan Sargent. Yeah, and it meant that the the safety car was one of the contributing factors to the to Max only winning the race by nine seconds, which is <laughs> extraordinarily exciting in the context of the season. Um, Albon crushed it, didn't he? Albon is... But you want to talk about a team getting rid of the driver when one finishes seventh and the other one doesn't finish. Well, I think that's one of the really exciting things to look at amongst the... It's like you've got your teams like McLaren, whose drivers are so evenly pitched together that they are following each other around essentially piastri outperforming lando this week but we'll get to that um whereas with with williams there's albon who really it puts the Willie, other williams driver under a lot of pressure nowadays because they're going oh my god if i don't perform to the very best of my abilities here i'm going to be made to look extra shit by this lad who is outperforming the car in an, an heroic way on a pretty consistent basis. Did you see the post-race interview where they pulled in Alex Albon's girlfriend? 
I did not. They went, she's here. And then Albon was holding the mic and he just went, you got anything to say? And just, he gave her no mic time. It was almost like, fuck off. This is my moment. <laughs> he kind of just went, yeah, she went, congratulations. She went, okay, yeah. Pushed her out of the camera and was like, that's enough of her. Um, my moment, my moment. Uh, Best I actually, friends with George Russell. Or Albon's girlfriend. No, Albon. Which I think is so funny because because as soon as uh, Ted said it on the comms or whatever it was, whichever one of the the Alan Partridge impersonators it was, uh, I went, of course they are. Yeah, what you do you think they do? So imagine them uh, in one of their houses going into their elder brother's room and stealing the FHMs. <laughs> Like flicking through the older brother's FHM. Oh my God, look. Oh my God, look, it's Natalie and Brulia. Danica Patrick on a beach. You can see Natalie and Brulia's nipples. <laughs> Do you think that when him and Russell hang out, mm. they'll be like, okay, we should put our shorts on and go out topless onto the yacht for a second just so the paps can get a good picture of us looking buff. Mm. But then we'll go in and play Warhammer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely right. Yeah. And like, they come outside with their abs shimmering, but a little bit of acrylic paint. Still on there, and they go. Oh my god, my acrylic paint's showing. My acrylic, my acrylic's showing. They are. Are they best friends? Well, this is what was said on the comms. So I'm, 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 I'm inclined to believe it. Well, I love Alex Albon. I love his little blonde, poofy bouffant. I love Alex Albon as well, and he's one of these very, very gentle, nerdy, smiley, nervous, kind of weak-looking men who as soon as you put them in an F1 car, becomes a bastard. I think topped only by Esteban Ocon. Well, he is in the Esteban Ocon mould of yeah. uh, gentility to yeah. to meet uh, and bastard in it's the car. The, it's the same thing as your lovely kind mate, and but they get the worst road rage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just You'll just be in the car and they'll be like, yeah, and um, it's really sweet actually. So my daughter, she loves falling asleep. I play the nursery rhyme versions of the Queen of the Stone Age and then just honk. Can you fucking move your car, you mm. piece of... I will fucking end you. I will get back in the car. I will fucking end you. Yeah, it's no one knows, but it's on a xylophone. It's really cute. <laughs> um, in eighth place, what you going to do with all that? Has. All that Has. inside them... Chinos. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Magnuson in 17th, Hulkenberg in 15th, languishing, fell through the cracks of the pack like a game of kaplunk. Like flour in a sieve. Uh, started in, I mean... Hulkenberg to finish 15th when you get P2. Yeah. Is actually... Predictable. Is, yeah. is predictable. It's, it's everything returning to its right place in the universe. Nothing is surprising. There are no surprises in life. Yeah, everything reverts to the mean. And, oh, Ferrari, they didn't make it into P3. Ah, yeah, but fourth and fifth, like we knew they would be. Hulkenberg's got P2. No, he hasn't. Yeah. He's finishing 15th. He's going to start fifth and then just fall away like a wet cake. That's what, I, that's what I felt like the stewards were doing this week. They looked at the, the results and they went, Sonoda, Hulkenberg, Stroll, Sainz have all done. Fuck that. Let's, can we reorder this so it's more interesting? <laughs> Should we just bump Sonoda, Hulkenberg, Stroll and Sainz to their proper places? Um, I thought that, um, I, I mean, sure, getting a P2, it wasn't a P2, was it? It was a rainy day and they couldn't go out anymore. Yeah, it was just, it, it was like, uh, you know, when you act, new musical chairs. Yeah, you know, when you are playing darts and you hit a bullseye and you go, I, that's never going to happen again. Mm. That's what Hulkenberg did. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, he didn't aim for the bullseye. He just, 
everything aligned. He just and, threw it. Yeah, exactly. And um, Magnuson, I didn't see anything from K-Mags no. uh, this week. Nothing. Uh, no, 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 no. He was just sat in his car with his furious temper that apparently exists, despite the fact that nobody's ever seen it. Have you ever seen him get cross? A couple of times, yeah. Uh, when he was racing with Roman Grosjean, who got called a... What did he get called? A son of a bitch this week by one of the IndyCar drivers? Or a pig? or so, One of the IndyCar drivers called Roman Grosjean something quite mean, like a piece of shit or something. Um, because of the because his because uh, of his um, the the blocking of an overtake and basically trying to run the guy off the track. Okay. Um, but yeah, I have seen K Mag get angry, but not for a long time. Yeah. I think when you have a kid, a lot of your sort of anger kind of subsides, doesn't it? I've actually found myself to be a much angrier person <laughs> since my children have come into the world. Not only with my children, but with everything. Everybody who. As you were saying to me, we, me and you were talking on the phone about uh, like climate change or something. And you went, yeah, I just... Were we? Yeah. Oh, and I, doesn't I, sound like us. No, it doesn't. It was right It was right in between a conversation, two conversations about boobs. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds yeah, more yeah that sounds more accurate. Yeah. Uh, and you went, yeah, I don't really... I, don't, I just don't have the same because I've not got kids. So it's like, it's, a, it's annoying, but it's not like it doesn't get me down in the same way that it gets you down. And I went, oh, interesting. Yeah, because you're le- we're leaving a bad planet, especially with the routing of these F1 races, where one week they're like, <sighs> Spain, and then you know what's really close to Spain? Austria. Yeah, but why don't we put Canada <laughs> in between it? <laughs> mm. Yeah, the whole ambition of the mm. F1, uh, the FIA's carbon footprint scheme yeah. to go, right, we've, we... we Let's do all of Europe at once, but we we do have to fuck off to Canada. It's so, the way that they're like carbon neutral by twenty by twenty thirty. It's like a, it doesn't take that long. Just be better at basic calendar work. Yeah, if if only people stopped invading other people. Yeah, uh, then the, the 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 climate conscious scheduling of the F one calendar would be an easier thing to. S- to, to devise. But it is nice to see you openly talking about Haas because you refused to for a good six months of last year. What's changed in your opinion that you've softened on your take on the Gene Haas team? Uh, it was that I actually am now so bored by them that I forgot <laughs> that I even had a thing that I did with them. So now that you've reminded me, I, I, I now... In seventh, Alfa Romeo... <laughs> Bottas 10th in the points. Congratulations. Time the greatest showman 16th. Yeah, no Joe. It was a no Joe um, for Joe. Wasn't they're it? interesting because they're never, ever, ever close together. Yeah. One of them always outperforms the other by quite some distance, but it switches from week to week yeah. who outperforms who. Sometimes Bottas just goes, I am so bored. Like he's obviously in his car. Like maybe it depends what podcast he's listening to. Like how he gets really in, oh, it's this race, I'm going to listen to The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. So I'm really into, I won't bother driving that fast. But if it's a boring <laughs> podcast, then, then oh, and I'm not really into the news agents. A uh, cute fact about Bottas, you know, he keeps all his um, signature helmets and he has like a little collection of them at home. Oh, that is nice. That's cute, isn't it? That is really cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder, that takes up a lot of space. Yeah, helmets are a big bit of That's memorabilia. Bit, it's like having a bowling ball, but every week. Yeah. It's too much. Every week? It's About, not every week what, that you get a Every new time helmet. he has a, a, a SIG helmet, which is probably 10, 15 times a year, he keeps it instead of giving it to a museum. He's like, no, I'll have that to it. Thank you very much. It's weird. 
Yeah, it's bizarre. I you don't particularly can't really put you can't put them in a sauna, can you? Because they would they melt in a sauna. It would be funny. No, they wouldn't melt in a sauna, but they would make you too hot while you're wearing it. Do you think the drivers to prep for Singapore? Do you think they wear helmets in the sauna? Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Good, with their, Unless you're Charles with their, Leclerc. With then... their weighted um, steering wheel thing, they do eyes shut and they're moving their head, their weighted head in a sauna and going, okay, wall of champions. And then, and then to themselves, they go, not allowed to call it that anymore. <laughs> I just bring it back. I miss the wall of champions. I miss that little bit of writing. It was fun. It was kitsch. It was fun. It was kitsch. It, like in the whole history and like pageantry of the sport, it's an important thing to have these little quirks that illuminate the history of the sport yeah i think to remedy them not wanting to call it the wall of champions what they do is first of all make it like foam mm-hmm. right so that it can't hurt you so it's the foam wall of champions mm-hmm. but then also add like a trigger music sensor mm-hmm. so every time someone hits it it goes wah, wah, wah. and also instead of like gravel there have a ball pit yeah exactly so the the driver has to climb out and then like clamber through a ball yeah. pit and then there can be like um lots of birthday parties men and women in like blue and kind of lilac-y colors on a birthday party there drinking champagne all from sloan square yes like enjoying the retro feel of oh my god we're in a ball pit make it like uh like takeshi's castle where if you hit the wall of champions you have to go through a ball pit and then monkey bars and then rope swings and then the travelator all the way back up have melinda messenger at the wall of champions going (laughs) hi everybody welcome to fort boyard's (laughs) spin-off have them all go if you crash into the wall of champions you have to go and complete Fort Boyard. A challenge, yeah, exactly. That would be... Because here's one of the things I... I hated it when it was happening, but do you remember a couple of seasons ago where after the race, they'd telephone the driver of the day while they were still in the car? I do remember. And I remember, like, Alonso or Signs, they were like, how did you get this number? They were like, (laughs) do you remember that? (laughs) When uh, Natalie Pinkham was like, congratulations, and one of them was like, who the fuck is this? What are you doing? You've got driver of the day. I'm driving a hundred miles an hour. Can you just leave you me alone? Leave me be. Um, and in sixth, in sixth place, uh, we have McLaren. McLaren again in their natural habitat. Piastri eleventh, Norris thirteenth. Um, Norris penalised for unsportsmanlike behaviour, ungentlemanly conduct, which was which Ted Kravitz was very angry about. Yeah, in a rather ironically ungentlemanly way. Yeah, <laughs> he was. How can you give Lando Norris unsportsmanlike behaviour? He's really nice. He's like, I, I hate to kind of point this out to you, Ted, but just because somebody is really nice does not mean that they are immune to... Being I mean, a dick. What was the unsportsmanlike behaviour? I don't know. Something to do with I think the that's safety the problem. car Nobody really something. knows. Yeah. I okay, so I who wrote, got penalties for overtaking whilst there was a safety car? Uh, that I, was Yuki? Was it Norris? I think it was Norris. Is that the unsportsmanlike behaviour? Well, I wrote down a couple of things that I thought that were the unsportsmanlike behaviour because it cossets Lando Norris. Okay. So I've got um, throwing wads of pissed on toilet tissue at the other drivers. Mm -hmm. Well, that's quite unsportsmanlike. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Um, Spitting in um, someone's fromage fray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that is that your packed lunch? Is that your packed lunch? Yeah. Is that what you've got? You had a sausage roll and a, and a fromage. What's that over there? Look over there. Yeah. 
putting mustard in somebody's custard. Yeah, or like, you know that thing that kids do where they can spit really close to the ground and then suck it back up? Yep. Makes me feel sick thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That, I think maybe he did that. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. Or um, wanking in the dormitory. Yeah, maybe they found his wanks in the sink. <laughs> I think she knows about my wanks. I think she knows about my wanks. That's a callback to our day in the life when Lando Norris wrote into the show. Uh, Thank you very much for that, Lando. Do you have, do you know what, do you know what he might have done? Any suggestions? Um, I think what he may have been guilty of is, the amazing thing is I've started this sentence with no idea where it's going to go. So it could could happen. Oh my God. I'm I'm as excited as you are, listener, to find out where this is going to go. Um, I think he was... Uh, abusing the other driver's pets. <laughs> What's so, Lewis's Roscoe? Roscoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look how fat he is. Look at you. F- just sh- body shaming. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was covered. Because you know how, dog. like, Look English how bulldogs stupid and fat you are. are bred so that they have, uh, like, septum problems and they, they can't breathe properly through their nose. I think Lando was covering the dog's mouth. So... <laughs> Just shaving Daniel Ricardo's cat. Shaving Daniel Ricardo's cat. Yeah. Uh, and just generally being a bit cruel to Danny. Yeah, kicking Bottas's Kyoto Japanese goldfish. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. probably when Danny was like drinking his Capri Sun and it was a new Capri Sun, I think Lando came along and squeezed it and it came out Danny's nose. Did you listen to Will Arnett and Danny Ricardo's alternate commentary? I'm afraid that that little avenue of pleasure uh, I did not travel down. It was definitely alternate commentary because it was alternate to commentary. Will Arnett has an absolutely beautiful speaking voice, a rich, a rich depth. Yes, but commentate on what sports. He wasn't here? even there. Where were they? He didn't even commentate. For, if I if F1 went, hey, do you want to do an alternate commentary that goes out live to potentially millions of people? I would at least go to the effing race. There's Max Verstappen. He just, he seemed bored. Making his way around the track. Um, still in P1. Speaking of unsportsmanlike behaviour, Alpine, uh, Gasly 12th, Ocon 8th. Uh, Ocon's wobbly tail, very unsportsmanlike behaviour. He was shaking his batty, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was shaking a tail feather, wasn't he? he Bend really over, was. let me see you shake a tail feather. Twist it. He, um, what was going on with the rear of his car towards the end of that race? I don't know, but it did not help. It was twerking. It, it, it did not, it did not hinder him. Or maybe it didn't. He would have finished, who knows what the, uh, what the race would have held for Esteban Ocon were his car to have been in better working order. But it was... It looks dangerous. Do you know when you're driving in your car, Joshua, mm-hmm. and you're driving behind a truck that is uh, carrying scaffolding yeah. and you're worried that it's going to break yeah, and, go and then go you. through your head? Yeah. That's what I, if I was driving behind uh, Ocon, so if I was Lance Stroll, for example, or Norris, who I think was trying Lance to Stroll's Ocon, a good bet for someone who's driving behind people. Well, he finished ninth and yeah. Ocon finished eighth, but I think actually it was Lando who was behind him yeah. and it was the penalty that pushed Lando back. I mean, Lando did absolutely give it his all at that very end. Like, he, he really tried. I I really enjoy Lando as a driver. Yeah, I think he too. he's great. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Ferrari in fourth? Ferrari in fourth. Charles fourth. Um, and signs in fifth. And I have great speed. I have great speed. If you want to let me go past Charles, I, I have great speed. Yeah, signs no, was very angry. Was they, this always, just, they were like, he just, they are losing their mind. They've, no, no, they've lost their minds. 
and they are both looking for. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them went to Alpha Tauri next year. Uh, Charles is not going to Alpha Tauri because Charles sees himself as a world champion. So Charles won't take. But do you know who doesn't see Charles as a world champion? Carlos Sainz. Everyone at Ferrari. Well, everyone at Ferrari doesn't really see anything. I think the everyone at Ferrari <laughs> are like those um, witches in Greek mythology who have one eye and they pass it around. But it's not an eye that can see the future. It's just one eye that works like a normal human eye <laughs> and they have to share it. And only one of the Ferrari uh, management team can ever see at one time, including Frank Vasseur. He's a Vasseur. Not a Vasseuse. Not a Vasseuse. When was the last time? Like, I can't remember when I last heard the amazing Italian national anthem. Dum, da-da-dum, da-da-dum, bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum. Uh, Fratelli, l'Italia, l'Italia, sedesta. Our car is slow, you'll never hear this song on the podium. It actually means Brothers of Italy, Italy is on the right. No, someone wrote in and yeah, corrected know, us. Know, yeah, know, that's know, not correct. Know. Yeah, it's not correct. Um, but it is, it is, it's open to it. My Italian friend told me that. Take it up with Lorenzo, you pig. Uh, third place, uh, Stroll, a very paltry ninth. Is that the right word? Pol- um, a very chicken ninth. Oh, is that what that means? I don't oh. know. No, 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 no. Poultry is right. Poultry is A right. very plump ninth place. Very Well done, a juicy Lance. and what the, yeah, a very good ninth place. What do you think Lance Stroll's reward is for finishing in the points at his home race? Oh, Josh. <laughs> Josh, don't make me say it. What do you think it is? What do you think he gets? I think, uh, I, I think that he got to, put his ski electrics on the deck of the yacht. Yeah, you think? Mm-hmm. You don't think he got to have a... No, I think he got to put his ski electrics No, you don't think yacht. his stepmom was... No. no? You don't think maybe she was... No. ...pleased with his result? No. Asked if she if, if he could give a better performance elsewhere? No. Maybe finish higher up? No. Get a nice podium? No. No? No. Little hand job? No. Okay. Um, uh, okay, here are some things. Alonso. Yeah. Can we discuss mm-hmm. Alonso's little gilet? Oh, God, I'd love to do that. He has this old man posture. In the paddock afterwards, when they were interviewing Hamilton, and Hamilton went, yeah, you know, I overtook Alonso because he's got slow reaction times. Must be his age. And then Alonso went, yeah, two weeks. Two weeks in Austria. Two weeks. And then he just... He he slapped him on the back so hard, like a a child who has sort of learning difficulties and can't quite control the strength of themselves whacking him on the back and then getting in trouble for it, but not really understanding why. Yeah. If Lewis had had sunburned shoulders, that would have popped the blister. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Alonso's little, because after the race, Lewis puts on his cool Tommy Hilfiger shirt and he st- stands there all tonk in his baggy cargo trousers. Mm. He um, looks great. He does, but I think Alonso looks cooler. He looks, he just looks like an old man after the races now. He's grown into himself with a, with a, like, there's an extent to which Lewis is forever young, mm. whereas Fernando Alonso is not forever young. He's brilliantly old. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, he's Harrison Ford. Yes, isn't he? Exactly. He's 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 a distinguished grey, even to, though not particularly. To grey. see them uh, perry and joust, um, funnily, jovially, humorously, mm. it does fill my heart with joy. Because it it would be nicer if it was for something. Mm-hmm. Because second and third place. Kind of, you know, great, but it's not, it's not, 
it's not important enough that they're the pressure's on them. It's it's not important enough that I ever think about it when the race isn't happening. Yeah, exactly. When the race is happening, I go, that is nice. But if it was, I would get distracted midweek thinking about it if it was for the championship. Yeah. And I, but when they, the interviewer said to Lewis, oh, it must be nice, you know, for you and Alonso to be racing. And he said, yeah, me too. It's nice. And he, he it looked heartfelt and mm. real and sincere. Yeah. They have an affection for each other. Sporting rivals that, because the, any meaning that you have in your career is delivered to you by those who surround you in the journey you you ascend to a position in the context of your rivals which is why sport rivals have such a deep affection for each other when federer retired he sat there holding hands with rafa nadal weeping in one of the most uh iconic sporting images and i mean you know they're they're wimbledon 2008 final possibly the greatest sporting event was Djokovic there at federer's retirement he wasn't was he no he was there he was watching on a big screen like scarface just doing mounds of blow (laughs) and like watching anti-vaccine propaganda Yeah, yeah yeah um i think that i I just want more. I just want more Alonzo content, please. Give him a show. More Alonzo, yeah. Well, have extra episodes. First of all, not all people are created equally with regards to their charisma facility. Therefore, <laughs> charisma facility. And therefore, <laughs> when designing a uh, when designing a Formula One documentary so as to exhibit the personalities of the different F1 drivers. Give a little bit more airtime to somebody like Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Give a little bit less airtime to Kevin Magnussen. I want to see Alonso's morning routine where like one of his slippers is lost and he's like, oh, for, for God's sake. And he puts on his little dressing robe and he goes downstairs, makes himself a coffee the same way he has every morning for 20 years. I'd quite like him to write into the show. Uh, maybe we should ask Fernando Alonso. Well, who, to, who have we got? We've got Bert Mylander and got, Fernando Alonso. Yeah, but I also next week uh, for the non-race week, I want to do, we are. We should do that roast battle. We are going to do a roast yeah, battle yeah, next yeah. week. Um, but I'm, I just, I'm just all in on Alonso this year. Yeah. I'm absolutely loving it. It's the first time in my Formula One fandom, or the closest I've got, perhaps, to being a fan of a driver. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Vettel in the Ferrari, because I just wanted, I I wanted that to come good for Vettel. Raikkonen, in a sense, but that was more of being a fan of the man himself than the driver. Uh, But I did enjoy when he did well. Did you see Alonso um, sat in his swivel chair with the two Aston Martin girls, one holding the trophy, one holding the champagne, and uh, he just looks like the king of the universe. He's so great. He's great. He's so great. Um, Speaking of great, um, Mercedes, um, Russell with a DNF. Russell with a DNF. Uh, (laughs) Lewis in third. Um, yeah, and uh, Hamilton third. Uh, he said it was the only time. He said Hamilton was like, there's never been a podium like this before. Three world champions, apart from three races before, it was the same podium. But um, there's never been a podium like that. 11 championships on the podders, which if you add Adrian Newey, mm. who was also up there, it goes up to about 17,000 mm. world championship titles. I think we should read uh, Adrian Newey's book. Does he have a book? Adrian News written a book about designing a car. And but it's very readable to those who aren't able to design cars themselves, apparently. Wow. It's more about uh, leadership and strategy. You know, CEOs read it for inspiration, etc. 
But God. I think maybe for an off-race week, we should both try and read Adrian Newey's autobiography and do uh, uh, do an F1 book club. Have we had Have we had him on the show? We haven't had him we on haven't the show. Had, okay, well, we should, get, we should add Adrian Newey to the list I as well. I know absolutely nothing about him apart from if he's there, that team is winning. Um, Max Verstappen first place, Sergio Perez in a in a, a abhorrent. I mean, a good job coming from the back of the pack, but finishing sixth. He didn't. He no. He he, he finished sixth. Yes, but was in terms of the qualifying. Yeah, I mean, he 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 gnaws it up in qualities, didn't he? He didn't get through twelfth. He didn't yeah. get through to P three. So to climb six places is pretty good. But when you're in the car that in fast, the best car in the most dominant car of all time. Yeah, when Max put a twenty five second gap between his and the and um, Hamilton's, I did go. Okay, where the f is Sergio Perez? Charles and Signs, who was essentially the 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 Perez of Ferrari. <laughs> if you can't break past Signs in fifth. You know, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, also, Max uh, hit a bird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say it because I already tweeted it. Well, he, he said, I think I hit a bird and I tweeted like father, like son. Yeah. Um, but um, you can just go on our socials at Very Dirty Air on all our socials and make sure you follow us um, for gold Formula One content like that. But after the race, they found the dead body of the bird in the front duct of mm-hmm. the car. Which really shows you how good <laughs> the Red Bull is this year. <laughs> that a bird flew into it, and you can fly an animal into the front of that car and leave it there, and it still wins by six seconds. Have you heard the story of the French train safety tests, whereby they to 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 check the uh, the, the structural integrity of the trains? They would fire chickens from oh, yeah, a catapult. No, that, they, no, that was aeroplanes. Was it airplanes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a gun that fires frozen chickens at airplanes. Well, no, 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 no. It fi- so it was flying. It was firing these chickens at the, uh, and it was just tearing straight through them. Whoa! And through the chickens or through the. So the the, the French uh, borrowed the catapult off the English and said, "Okay, you fire the chickens from the catapult." Okay, I, I think it was a gun. I don't think it was a catapult. It wasn't a Monty Python. In sketch. my, couldn't we just call it a catapult? We are for throwing fun? the poulet at the British. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the French called up the British that this, this, these chickens are just tearing through the train or plane or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck is going on? And uh, English went, well, you are defrosting the chickens first, aren't you? <laughs> and oh, right, okay, fine. <laughs> that was a mistake. Uh, um, yeah, uh, it, they, they. I think what we should do is, you know the poem, there was an old lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. Mm. She swallowed a spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps. That swiggled and wriggled and diggled inside her. Right. I think every week they should throw a slightly bigger animal at Max Verstappen's car. Mm. We started with a bird. There was an air duct that consumed a bird. <laughs> I don't know. I heard it swallowed a bird. I wonder if he'll come he third. third. <laughs> and I think that next week, I'm reluctant to say a cat because of, because of the emotional attachment people to have. But where do you, a bird, what's the logical oh, step up? No, I'd up? go, I'd, I'd go cat. As yeah, long as we skip. but like an annoying, rabid, like a street cat. I don't give a shit That no cats. one loves. Like a, like an unloved cat. An, no, an unlovable cat. That's cats. One it? that just hates people. Yeah, Like cats. a really old, cats. baggy, saggy cat. Mm-hmm. They should just, <laughs> and then the week after that, Roscoe. Uh huh. Right. That's. It feels like there might be. 
You could just go through dog breeds next. You gotta like start with a like a, a Pomeranian, yeah, and then move on to a French bulldog, then move on to English bulldog, yeah. and then uh, and t- like we work our way up till we get to Great Dane. No, t- t- it ends. It should end on a red bull. <laughs> <laughs> so the very last race of the season, Max Verstappen has to crash into a red painted bull, and mm-hmm. and he would still win, in my opinion. Yeah. No, he'd slice through that thing like it would butter. But they found a bird, which does prove that Red Bull Do they know the kind gives of you bird? wings. No, uh, that's Thank nice. you. Did they find the what? Uh, if I'd known that there was going to be a joke of that well-constructed quality. Thank you so much. Then I would have just, I would have made sure that I could, you could, it had time to sing. Um, I have one more question about the dead bird. Uh-huh. Okay, so that car sits at a scorching temperature. Uh-huh. Add a bit of peri-peri. Mm-hmm. Could they have eaten the bird? Probably. Right? Yeah. Like I think they, as punishment for Checo finishing sixth, Horner yanks it out of the duct and goes, do you want a seat next year, Checo? Checo, yes, I'd really like to have a seat. Eat the bird. Eat the bird. No, 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 no I'm just kidding, Checo. I'm just kidding. I'm, I, I'm obviously just going to do you want a seat? Fucking eat the bird. It could have done like a uh, Eat it. An, Ozzy, an Ozzy Osbourne thing, like bitten their head off and then, thank you, Milton Keynes. Yeah, see? Also, Horner's stance after the race when they're interviewing him, I've never seen a human being stand. Like, confident, relaxed, cocky Christian Horner. He has this weird stance. He doesn't know how to be. He doesn't, does he? He has the, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very self-conscious physicality. But he strikes me as a very self-conscious, he's, very aware of how he's presenting and he has a very uneasy manner on camera and with people generally he's constantly one of these people whose internal monologue is screeching at them constantly about the way that they're not your hand there but whereas toto wolf is in flow state constantly Mm -hmm. and therefore has this easy demeanor even when things aren't going his way he's earnestly angry he's he's just giving you a a real and honest sense of the man as he inhabits himself at that moment. Christian Horner is performing the role of Christian Horner and not very well. George Russell did the lie detector test. Yeah, I enjoyed on that. Sc- if you could ask George Russell any question under a lie detector, what would it be? Uh, ding, 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 ding. Do you fancy Toto? <laughs> have you ever seen Toto naked? Mm. Yeah. He must have a big old... Anyway. Um, uh, also, after the race, they use the Brian Adams song, When You're Gone. So I called it last week. Did they actually? Yeah, when they played the credits. I've been wandering around the house all night, wondering where the hell to go. Um... And uh, Austrian predictions. We've got a week off next week. Yeah, uh, I'd go Stroll 12. Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to go uh, Verstappen uh, with victory. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, they don't even mention that it's a home race for Red Bull anymore because Red Bull have five home races, don't they? What are, what are they? They have, I think, uh, where is Red Bull from? Thailand. Okay, so not that. They have... Uh, but also Austria. They, they have Mexico. Because of Sergio. They have Desnudelonde, uh, because it's Max's home race. Uh-huh. And then Austria, because it's the home of Red Bull. Mm-hmm. And Silverstone, they say now, because it's where the Red Bull office is. Uh-huh. That's four. 
without yeah. having to think about it. But they don't even mention it now because they just know that Red Bull are going to win. They also make a thing about Sergio in all Spanish-speaking countries. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, which is Spain. Yeah. Yeah. And Mexico. Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm going with, in Austria, mm-hmm. I think this is the race where Red Bull finally have a reliability problem. Okay. Let me rephrase that. I hope this is the race yeah. where Red Bull have a reliability problem. Yeah. So I'm going to go Hamilton. I'm going to go Alonso. Alonso. Hamilton. Hamilton. I want to say Norris, but we're not going to get Norris, are we? I think it's going to be Russell. Lando. Russell, yeah. I don't think Ferrari are coming close to the podium anytime soon. Well, Lando's McLaren. No, but I don't, I don't think we're oh, right, going right, right. to get any any closer this season. Uh, no, no. Are you going to go Verstappen, Checo, Alonso? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine, fair enough. A lot, Austria is a track that's going to massively favour the Red Bulls. Yeah. Nice uh, and wide. It, there's just no real... We've really, really, really got to try and invest emotionally in the, the the mid the middle of the pack drivers yeah so that we can try and extract some entertainment yeah from what's going on do you think uh we're going to see any dnfs in austria uh we've been dnf light it was nice it, to see a couple of dnfs yeah i've missed them i'd like another uh, i think science is obviously going to crash in qualities but i'd like to see sergeant um, spin out. I want to see a, uh, a. We it's like we got all of our crashes in Australia. All of our seasons crashes yeah. took place in Australia, and now front we are loaded, bereft of crashing. Well, but I'd like to see some emotional, like who's fault. I can't believe it. He came straight up behind me. I don't. What was he doing? Like loads of shit like that. I want yeah. them angry with each other. Yeah, like Russell and Bottas in yeah. Italy a couple of years ago, where yeah. they gave each other the finger. Yeah, 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 that's what I want. I want that. Do you remember in Austria last year when Alonso gave the no, 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 no sign to uh, was it was it Norris or Carlos? Um, someone and he and he slowed down and was like he gave him the little finger wag like you, like your dad's caught you eating a gobstopper just after you've had a filling. He was like, no, 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 no. What do you think? What do you think you're playing at? What do you think? Um, that's it for this week. So next week, do we have a day in the life next week or is it just a roast battle? Let's do roast battle and let's do a day in the life. Okay, let's great. go. Let's let's double up because I'm, I, I, I have to tell you that I'm not optimistic about Formula One generating enough newsworthy content <laughs> in the uh, next seven in days. In the next seven days that we can really we'll we'll try and give it let's try and give a good um preview of austria as well yes and uh thank you all for listening don't forget to leave a comment on your podcast app uh it helps drive us up the charts it does um and uh it helps uh it helps us sit further up the algorithm so other people can find the show um and we will see you in one week's time for the austrian pre-race uh dirty air grand prix special uh, my name's Josh Weller. My name's Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.